today we're going to be talking about how to keep your team productive. I'm going to go over the training real quick. Then we're going to do scenario and role plays. And so we're going to shut down the video and then you guys are going to do uh, your own thing. And the OC team, if you are the kind of leader that you come in to the store, you look around, for example, you know, it's seven o'clock or whatever. You look around, there are too many people. People are just standing around, you know, and your sales has not been as high and you look up labor, labor is high. And that's when you think about, oh, I can have so-and-so go do this. Let me have so-and-so do that. You're being reactive and you're not being proactive when it comes to this particular issue of keeping your team productive. So I want to hear from you guys real quick on a scale of one to 10, you know, I mean, you could say the number or would you tell me, do you think you are reactive or proactive when it comes to keeping your team productive? Uh, I'll go first. I'd say I'm a, I'm a eight just because I usually have people clean or make the restaurant look really pretty. Uh, I hate when I just walk in and see people stand around. So I try to get them to like, you know, look at the restaurant as a whole and say, uh, where can we improve on? What needs to get done? Uh, is there prep? Is prep good? Is there yeah. any like deep cleaning where they can really just scrub down a certain location? Even like Zoe today, you know, there wasn't a lot of tickets today. So I asked her if she could like reorganize the bucket of lids that have not been touched for probably a year. And Ooh. yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. I agree with you, Max. I think that we've very much improved upon that. And thank you for your leadership saying that, you know, kind of keeping the team productive. So um, that is great to hear. So what we want to do is we want to be um, proactive leaders. So we all can work in this area. This is the first thing, what I do not, I learn to, and that is a sentence that's famous out there. And that is what you do not hate, you learn to tolerate. What you do not hate you learn to tolerate. So when it comes to keeping the team productive or not, if you don't hate the fact that people are standing around and maybe not being as productive, you get to tolerate it. And I don't want to use the word hate, but ultimately we want to hate being un unproductive as a team because that goes against one of our core values and that is wasting. You know, hashtag no waste because we don't want to waste time. We don't want to waste resources and people's energy being here if we're not producing and doing stuff. So we want to be the kind of leaders who serve our guests and our team um, all the time. So one of the data-driven ways that we do that is our VCB, our visual control board, because usually Friday at 6 p.m., we're not having the problem of keeping people productive. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the, when it comes to, oh, I got to keep my team productive is because labor is high. So labor is a data number. And again, another core value around here is engineered. So it's a data-driven way of knowing how productive we are as a team is looking at our labor percentage. This team helps this team is because you need to view that, for example, you got a Troy in the back. He's not helping the team. And you are the kind of the leader that makes sure this team helps the team. Is that correct? Can I hear a yes? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So let's go back to the VCB. How often do we check the VCB? Every minute. Every, every 30 minutes. And we take action. We don't just look at the number. It gives the data is information we need to take action on. Otherwise, it's just a number and it doesn't mean anything. So it's a data number. It's a ob objective way of knowing how we're doing when it comes to keeping the team productive. If the labor is at 30%, for example, yesterday labor was very high. It was like 33% by the end of the night. If it's 7.30 or 8 p.m., you're not going to be worrying about how to keep the team productive. If labor is that high, you just send people home. Yes. Yeah. So the time of the day 
and the labor percentage, you need to have that data before you take action on what are you going to do about keeping the team productive or not. If it's 830 and labor is really high, just send some of the people home and by then it doesn't make sense. So that's something I want to make sure we mention. The other thing, it's very important to give scheduled feedback daily or observe the schedule that we've scheduled people because the more people you have, it's going to be even harder to, to keep them productive. So that's that. I want you guys to have these bullet points. Now I'm going to go over some of the unwritten company policies around here. You've heard about them. Maybe it's not written official. One is one person doing a task at a time. We don't want three people doing pizza boxes unless it's an urgent matter. Otherwise, people are just hanging out. We don't need three people doing pizza boxes. If one of them can do pizza boxes, the other two can do other stuff. Does that make sense? Yes. Yep. The other... So always when you, if you guys are going to correct somebody, you need to refer to a company policy. Hey, we don't need three people doing that. That's, we usually don't have three people doing a task unless it's urgent. The other one is one person must be dedicated to the guests. So we can't have like all the girls are cleaning up and no one is checking on the dining room or no one's in charge of the guests. We need to make sure somebody's always obsessed with our guests. And the last but not least, something that you all always know, everything can be interrupted. Any meeting, it doesn't matter if the our standards of serving our guests is, is not where it needs to be because we are here to serve. So if Mac and I are having a meeting with Max and Max is not serving his team and the ticket times are getting long, Izzy want to come in and interrupt the meeting and say, hey, Max, you need to get back into the kitchen and help your team. She's well within reason doing that and we want that because guests first is that correct yes okay so let's go into every shift that you lead we're going to have the three step here and then we're going to put it into action that is every shift that you lead you see the numbers are uh, my google doc did not make sense you have four five six but it's supposed to be one two three but okay so very simply this is our three step one we make a plan we communicate the plan and then we ask direct questions courteously you've heard that before we ask direct questions courteously. Some of us don't like confronting people like Vanessa, she was saying, but she is good with asking direct questions courteously. Is that correct, Vanessa? I know. Yep. Okay, great. <laughs> We're going to be courteous and you are a very courteous, polite person. So you can do this. All right. So making a plan is you need, you have the ops book for this reason. You can use the whiteboard. You can pull up seven shifts and look up who is coming in. When do they arrive? When do they leave? Who's, it's like, if you were a coach on a team, you need to know who's working, which position, right? Who are your players? You want to list the, those names down. Again, you have the ops book for that reason. List the name of your players. When do they leave? So you know who are your closers and stuff. What position will they serve? And what deep cleaning you want them to do? What closing tasks they want them to do? If you have those things written, something Max mentioned in the beginning, we want to write those things down. And Max, do you write them down usually? No, I usually just uh, communicate it with everybody. Okay, because if you have it written down and then um, you do the work once, you, you do the work once, you kind of allocate who's going to be do, doing what deep cleaning, particularly because I think you have the list of what needs to be done in terms of deep cleaning and such in your ops book. What's that? Yeah, we have that, we have that in the front. We have a whole binder. We can show it to you after this. Like it has, like today we have like who's doing what deep cleaning, who has what opening tasks, who has Perfect. what tasks, that type of thing. Perfect. That's that's great. The gem team has always done that. So that's when we make the plan. We make the plan. And when people arrive upon arrival, we communicate the plan to the team members um, that they know that what role they're going to, you know, main role. That doesn't mean that's the only thing they do. We, you know that it's your main role. That doesn't mean that's your only role. But we already know that. And if throughout the shift, we're going to point out to the game plan to make sure that that plan did happen. And again, so the three 
phrases or questions that we are going to use is one, what are you working on? And the other one is what else can you help with? And the other one is back to work. The reason we do this is to teach them to think and we want to teach our people to look for things to do. If we just tell them what to do always, they will not learn to think for themselves. We want people to gradually to learn to think for themselves, and that is raising up their leadership level for them to understand what does the team need. Because if there are piles of dishes back you know, in the dish pit and two people are on cut and they're not looking for things to do, we have not taught them to look for things to do, look for helping the team. Ultimately, everybody wants to be helpful, and that's why I said, what else can you help with? Is I'm assuming people want to be helpful that people deliberately don't want to be not helping the team. That is the assumption we go with. We give them the benefit of the doubt. And that's with that. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what are you working on is a great question. Can I have you guys say, what are you working on? What are you working on? What are you working on? That what, isn't, what are you working on? That's not a threatening question. This is not like whatever. So if you have, you know, three girls that are making pizza boxes, you already know what they're working on, right? So hypothetically, I'm seeing Madison here in like Vanessa and Estelle, I've already communicated, hey, Vanessa, the clothes, you're going to be doing the restrooms today. Estelle, you're doing the buffet area. You're cleaning that area. And Madison is cleaning the beer fridge. And the three of them are making pizza boxes, hypothetically, and no one's doing anything. I just approached this. So what are you guys working on? Oh, we're doing pizza boxes. I already know what they're working on, right? But I'm getting them to think. And so I can ask, hey, Vanessa, remember we talked about the restrooms? Is that done? I had already communicated the game plan to them. So it's not like, oh, man, Hingham always put him into work because she wants to break us up. No, I had already communicated the plan to use. It's not a surprise. Correct, Vanessa? Does that make sense? It does, yes. So they already knew. They're not like shockingly Vanessa coming in and, you know, or Hingham coming in and putting Vanessa to work. I had already asked you about that. So there are two options. Either, either Vanessa is like, no, I have not done that. So I can say, hey, let Madison do the pizza boxes. Please go finish that. Or the restrooms are done because Vanessa is really fast. Right, the restrooms are done and the three of them, they have already done the three tasks that I had assigned them in the beginning. That happens sometimes. So I can ask them this second question, what else can you help with? So first is, what are you working on? What else can you help with? And I'm gonna wait and pause till Vanessa gives me an answer. Vanessa, what can you help with? What else can you help with? She's like, oh, I can sweep. Okay, go ahead and sweep. So I, it was your idea to sweep, right? I'm, have, I'm getting you to think for yourself. So what are the questions, number one? What are you, what are you working on? What's the second question? What else, what else can you help with? What else can you help with? What else can you help with? The third one is uh, back in the day, we used to have this problem. Maybe Vanessa and Estelle remember. We used to have uh, gem parties in the hallway. Who remembers that? Oh yeah, Skylar does remember that too. Yeah, Skylar remembers that too. So we used to have like, it was a big problem. All the gems would just congregate in the hallway. And um, a phrase that you can always use that is not direct, threatening, offensive, back to work, back to work. Let's do it again. Everybody, can, can you guys say that? Back to work. Back to work. Back, back to work. work. All right, guys, back to work. Back to work. That's it. So everybody just kind of is this non-direct way and yet still professional getting people to get back to work. Okay, enough. Like maybe five or ten minutes, everybody chatted and had their conversation. We're just telling everybody to get back to work. So what's the first thing? What are you working on? What are you working on? What's the second thing? What's the second thing? What else can you help with? What else can you help with? Troy, what else can you help with? Troy, what are you working on? He's over there maybe standing next to, to cut. What are you working on? Oh, I'm waiting for my delivery. It's going to be another three minutes. What can you help with in the next three minutes? Have him tell you what to do. 
Um, I could do sweeping. What else could you do? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you could do dishes. Sure. Okay. Put three minutes. You know what I mean? Get him to think what he can do. Ask questions. That's how we lead. We lead people by asking questions, training them to think. Third thing is. Go back to work. Back to work. Back to work. Again, what's the third thing? Back to work. Back to work, back to work people. Okay. So also, as I mentioned, you have the, in, within even the leadership team, it is totally fine to, for example, I'm seeing maybe uh, Vanessa and Max are chatting in the hallway uh, for like 20 minutes and it's like 8.30 p.m. and there's still a lot of closing tasks to do. Can Daniel come and tell Max and Vanessa and say, hey guys, what are you working on? Can he say that? Yeah. Yeah. What are you guys working on? What are you working on, Vanessa Max? <laughs> Vanessa, Matt, what are you guys working on? Oh, we're just doing finishing this up. You know what I mean? It's just a very good question that puts people into perspective and focus. What are you working on? Because we're not working towards something, so we can get on to what we need to do. Sounds good? Yes. Uh, can I hear something from the uh, OC team? Go back to work. Get back to work. Okay. <laughs> Is that uh, helpful to you guys in the OC team? The examples were all shirts. Because it seems yes. like the OC team is always very productive. I don't know. We are. <laughs> okay. Serena, can you tell me what's the first thing? What are you working on? What are you working on? What's the second thing? What else can you, can you help with? What else can you help with? What else can you, what else? What else? Get, them, get people to tell you. And uh, what's the third thing, OC team? Back to work. Back to work. Okay. And with that, let's get back to work. I have three scenarios for you guys, each team. I'd like you to practice that among yourselves. Matt and I are going to join uh, y'all's team. We're going to practice the three things. But first, the proactive approach of making a plan. I would like you guys to make the plan as much as you can in the ops book or whatever. Again, I know the gem team does it. And I think Max does it mentally. We're asking you to write it down. Thought, thoughts on that, Max? Yeah, I'll get a paper. Okay. And then... Um, what was Daniel's thoughts on it? How does he do it? He does mentally or how does Daniel go about this? Think about who's going to be where and what, what people can do in the meantime. Okay. Sounds good. And um, if it is almost 30 minutes before closing and there is nothing else to do, exactly. You said, what else can you do? Oh, every, most of the stuff are done. If that person is telling you, oh, I don't know. Fantastic. Please clock out. Right. That also leads you to send them home. If there's nothing else to do big because you already have the closing team, a bunch of the stuff are done. You can just say, well, thank you so much. Uh, you know, I guess we're not that we're not that busy today or whatever it is. That's why with the VCB every how many minutes? 30. 30 minutes. OK, that's it. Uh, party's over here. We're going to get to the scenarios. So I'm going to stop the video and we get to talk. Sounds good. That's good. Yeah. And the OC team, you guys have your outline with the, the plan here as well. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next week right here on Making Dough Show. Thank you. Bye-bye.